Hello and welcome to the Keylock Podcast. My name is Joe Major. With me, as always, is Aaron Keylock and Johnny Hodson. How are we doing, boys? Hey, I'm wearing Jess's dressing arm, man. I couldn't be better. That's the dream light. I don't know why Lass's, Lass's dressing gowns are always infinitely better than men's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're wearing, Joe? I do have a women's um, dressing gown. It's a zebra print one, just to go with, you know, me. Is that the one um, you wore in... Germany. <clears throat> that was Did leopard print. No, that yeah, I. So that was uh, my, my leopard print shorts. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> they were thoroughly outrageous, man. I was a big fan. I'm determined at some point, like if we play, I, I feel like I've mentioned this before, like if we play like a, a proper, super hot summer festival, go on stage in those because nobody sees me when I'm sat down anyway. So, yeah, Is Switzerland or Spain not hot enough for you. <laughs> Probably, you but um, no, can you? You can't like face, like face a couple of major European festivals, like big audiences. You can't rock up in like a pair of flip flops and shorts. I'm just right. gonna focus on. I can't be bothered. <laughs> True. How was yeah. how was moving house, Aaron? Um, it's been absolutely painful. Um, judging how much stuff is mental. The removal company wanted like two grand a day. So um, we were like, we'll just hire sprinters, right? So we got like, luckily we managed to get a company that would hire me like their biggest one as well. So we got like three massive sprinters plus the pickup and that, like smaller vans. Absolutely mental fit in. It's like, you know what it's like loading gear in vans. You always have to find like the perfect jigsaw. Um, it's even more difficult when you're doing about. it with, with furniture and not gear that you're used to as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely miserable. And now, like, you're just living in an empty room for fucking God knows how long. So, I'm gonna be bloody miserable tonight. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Johnny's in uh, Maltese heaven with the. Uh... You all usually drink beer. Well, Aaron usually has a beer. And I thought, what's better than beer? Maltesers. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have anything in. I'll have like the smallest bit of coffee and one mug out. Hi, <laughs> just the essentials. <laughs> don't need a bed or anything, it's just... Is this now turning into like, you know, because it was for a while, it was drink, you know, we all have a couple of drinks and chat. Is it now turning into snacks as well? I think we I could. Like because uh, it's, it's like sneaking later and later into the night, um, it's going to become like the... Like chamomile tea and snacks, kind of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I could get into that, you know. I to be fair, I was um I was gonna bring a, a big thing of apple pie. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest thing to watch you in a podcast just scrounging down some pie. <laughs> it's weird enough with uh, talk, with Maltese. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd try and have a different dynamic, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Might as well I, try everything. I love apple pie as well, man. Like I'm a, I'm a big uh, fruit pie fan. I'm a big pie fan, if I'm honest. Like, um, have you been to? Has anyone ever been to a pie minister? Yes. Yeah. They're man. They're so good. I actually had this. Um, I had this kind of dreamed business venture with a mate of mine. There's an old post office, massive old like Victorian 
sandstone, huge thing, post office at the end of Bowl Street called the Lyceum. And I had this dream with my mate that we were going to buy it out and have a pie restaurant called the Pieceum. Uh, and it was just going to be like all kinds of mad pies inside, like almost like Subway, but for pies. So you'd kind of like pick your pie. There'd be like a dozen different, half a dozen different pies. Then you could like go along and be like, what mash you'd have. Then what kind of second side, what kind of, whether you'd have like gravy or like the parsley sauce or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I had this dream. That was pretty much how it works at my old job when I worked at the Rock Bar. Um, We had a... um, a supplies, a, a, I don't know what the word is. What's what's what am I thinking of? A pie supplier, supplier. Uh, yeah. Um, a not, not a suppliest, supplier, yeah. Um, a suppliest, <laughs> a supplier, um, called pie jackers, um, nice. from, from local from borough. And um, so we had like a palm or pie, um, oh. as well as all the rest of it. So, oh. have you tried that, Johnny? No, I'm gonna though. Yeah, I'm like man, honestly, there's a little takeaway. Oh man, there's a little takeaway place in Whitby, um, and it's like one of the things that when I'm in Whitby, I have to do. I have to get a palmo from there. Um, although the jolly, the jolly sailor in Whitby is one of those, you know, the pubs I always go and make us drinking, even though I don't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah, the Sam Smiths ones. Um, there's a there's a jolly sailors in Whitby. They do a palmo, man, and it's like a massive you know what I mean? every time i order, i think i won't get the big one i won't be able to eat the big one <laughs> and I, I get a rush of blood when the waitress comes over like can i it was that small or large and i just go mm, large every single time and then like i'm sat there like halfway through it going why am i doing this to myself like a gap done it again you know that's why you, you save half of it for the next day that's yeah oh man like cold cold palm oh man that's one of those kind of, it's like when you get a big pizza, you know, if you get order like a big 20 inch pizza, you know, that's you for like the rest of the week. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless it was from, what was it, Pizza Regogo that we uh, used to order from? Yeah, that's, they were. That was bad hot. That, that even is, yeah, that, that's a pizza that's okay hot, but you really feel it the next day. And that's just yeah. not what you want from a pizza. But even if you leave it 20 minutes and you have it when it's sort of, you know, not fresh and hot it goes for it like goes like grim doesn't it yeah it sets like a rock you know you know what's funny though um like if you were doing a uh like a price to quality kind of ratio i like <laughs> that place would probably come out mad eye scores you know because it's like a fiver so cheap. pizza the size of a bin lid with as many toppings on as you want and it's ridiculous. Like I honestly think their head office just forgot that that one in Hastings was there, yeah. and it hasn't updated any of the prices for the past twenty years. Because yeah. every time I go, they're going to be onto it now. They're going to be like, "No, you can't have an eighteen-inch pizza for five pound fifty. That's not allowed." But that is that is St. Leonard's in one, isn't it? It's like stepping back to nineteen seventy-two. It's like yeah, yeah. without the fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, I, you know what? I, I genuinely have got like a bit of a soft spot for St. Lenny's. Uh, I really yeah. have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's odd as well because some of it's like absolutely incredible. Remember that? Um, was it Old Town we went to? Yeah, yeah. You that know what? Was really nice. On the on the telly the other day, there was um, one of those married at first shag programs or whatever they're called. Um, and the, the, you know, it's like it was doing like a kind of scene setting shot. And I was like, mm. 
that's that's Hastings, that's St. Leonard's, that you know, and I was like, no way, and it was, and like they were kind of wandering around the old town, and I was like, no way, that's like Jack got like an amazing jacket for like a tenner. So else was good, half man, half burger. Oh. Now that that is a place that I miss. <laughs> that was they what what was their what was special about their fries? The chips were incredible. I can't remember what was special about them, but they were just bang on. They were like so good. Yeah, loads that of different was, sauce there as well. Yeah, um, that, that was what um, got me onto mustard because um, mm. we, we, like they had like a load of sauces, but they're all like two fifty for a dip, and I was like, I can't be asked paying. But for some reason, they left mustard for free on on the table, so I was like, I needed some kind of sauce. I was like, I've had a bit of mustard before. I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, so I was like, I'm just putting mustard on. Why not? Um, yeah. And then since then, I've I've become a, a mustard fiend. I'm much more of a fan of like I'm much more of a fan of like the mild like uh, New York deli style mustard. Yeah, you know what, you know what, man. Um, I get quite passionate about <laughs> mustard. Um, and there's uh, in Tesco by ours, there's like a European food section, and there's a mm. pole deli mustard man, and it's just like. It's got enough kind of mustardiness for you to kind of go, ooh. But it like, if you've made a sandwich, you don't mind licking the spoon. You know what mm. I mean? It's that's killer, man. My absolute favourite mustard. Polish deli mustard, very nice. Is Ikea mustard. I think Ikea mustard is the best mm. mustard ever made. That's fair. They do good food in general, to be they fair. They do, yeah. And it's super cheap. Like, you can get a hot dog for a quid. Like, Yeah, yeah. They do... um. Those dime bar uh, cheesecake things, man. Mm. Very nice. They also do good coffee there, man. Uh, I went. Yeah. It feels like six months ago, which means it was at least five years ago. Um, me and Jess went for something, and before we went, I went and had a coffee. And um, they're flat white, so very nice. They're in a great big friggin' machine thing that was, you know, you're just like, I'm kind of scared that this is gonna like just like pick me up and shake me or something. Great, man. Yeah, the coffee was pretty good. Oh, I don't think I've ever had IKEA coffee. There you go. In fact, I think it was so good. I think they were selling like the like bricks of coffee. I'm pretty sure I got one. I did that. I'm, I'm a sucker for that one. I guess. <laughs> and then like mustard coffee. Um, when I when I went to when the uh, when the Edmonton's played around Europe last year, every time we'd stop somewhere, I'd pick up a brick of like their local like supermarkets own coffee just to see what it was like, and it's all far better than ours. What a show. No. no surprise there then <laughs> I just wish that like making your own sort of like filter coffee or when you use the you know the French press or whatever I wish that coffee was anywhere near as nice as instant coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I'm offending Johnny oh. by saying that but you prefer in- the taste of instant coffee Specifically, uh, Nescaf Azira. Azira is supreme as far as instant coffee goes. It's I, all I, right. I don't have anything other than Azira, but yeah. Um, for, for me, any other coffee is just far too bitter or, you know. Uh, it's uh, Aaron, remind me to slap Joe next time we see him. I'll tell you what is pretty good with your family, which Johnny may hate me for, right? But have you ever seen where they do real coffee granules in a tea, like it's like in like a almost like a tea bag, right? It's just in a bag. You can have mine if you want them. 
You don't like them? Uh, not strong enough. It's not. Well, they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. It's better than fucking instant. Instant joke. Crazy. What could be better than than having nice coffee sooner and with less effort and less to be fair afterwards? It's easier to not fuck up. I mean, all that fancy thing. If you do it wrong, it's not good, is it? You know what? I'm I'm saying this. I'm a I'm a coffee pod guy. I like the pods, which is pretty much just so. I've recently tried. um, There's a thing called Kenko Duo, which is like. You get a pot where you open it up and it's um, milk powder. So you pour that into your cup and pour the water into that. And then there's like another layer. So you peel that back and that's like a coffee shot. So you uh, pour water into that to make that an espresso. And then you pour the espresso into the milk. Um, that was quite nice. Now I'm going to throw this out. I don't want to say any names because I think he's watching. But anyway, he, <laughs> he went and spent a fortune on one of those massive, you know, mental coffee machines, right? Now every time you go, forces you to have one of his coffees because he loves making coffee on it so much, right? The problem is, by the time he's done, it's fucking cold. I mean, I don't know if he's just terrible with it or what, but, but it's it's ridiculous. You go, do you can I have 10 minutes to get the, there's the coffee there and it's ice cold coffee. So is it now? Not, huh? It's not ice coffee, is it, that he's giving you? Wait for it to cool. You ask for a flat white and you end up getting, you know, like fucking 10 minutes later. I will say that um, making a coffee with my coffee machine is better than instant coffee. But it's it's specifically French press um, <laughs> that I just, I don't really get the yeah, hype. Right. I mean, I get, I get that it's it's nice as like a, a travel sort of substitute for, for proper, proper coffee, but... Um, I took a yeah. French press on the road once and decimated it within the first like day. That was that was when we stayed in Leeds. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was good. I, <laughs> I, know, I came down the boat like, oh, I've just broke my coffee pot. <laughs> like obviously. <laughs> and you like well, wasn't it the fact that you'd boil the water in it and then or that there was boiling water in it and then you went and cooled it down like straight away and it just wasn't the, the glass just couldn't handle it. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the most weird, weird things, wasn't it, that night? We all slept in, in five double beds all spread out across the room. And then we found that banana, that yeah, massive banana. Giant banana I, cushion. I've got a picture of uh, Johnny Wish, my keys are in the head, and it says hump on that. <laughs> nice. Did <laughs> you turn it on Jack before he hugged it? I'll send it to you later, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone... I had uh, Mao Amazon red wine for dinner. Really? Huh. I had Mao Amazon red wine for dinner that night. Nice. <laughs> now, now, here's a potentially controversial opinion. Mao Wams suck. <laughs> yeah, they're not a great choice. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember that shop, Johnny. The one where you kept going back on that rain session to buy whiskey after whiskey after whiskey from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of options in there. He, I'll tell you what, I, rem- I remember him because he was made up to see me, man. I gave him about three quid that weekend. That was ridiculous. It was. Because you go down, you buy one, and then you down it, and then we go back. And I was like, do you not just want to buy like 10 now and so we don't have to keep going back? Yeah. That's why I don't drink anymore. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
because because you don't drink one. <laughs> they don't drink any less. I've ne- honestly, I've never seen a, like I managed to disgust Tom Carter. That's impressive. Yeah, he turned his back on you. Yeah, but <laughs> I, only, only through drinking with. I didn't get it out with him. I just drank like a pint of whiskey long ago. Um. Yeah. Moving on. So yeah. the, the other day, um, I, I was, I think the, the band had been tagged in something on, on Instagram. Um, and when you click on the notification, it takes you obviously to our um, our page and, you know, our profile and, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So you see our news feed and all that kind of stuff. Now, when I clicked on the, the, the you know, the, the little magnifying glass for the search page and it shows you like, suggested stuff for some reason it was 95% Haley Williams from Paramount and I hope that somebody can explain why that is who? Haley, the singer from Paramount alright oh, um, I don't know to be fair I don't think I ever actually, I've never even really looked through the feed or anything on that account actually to be fair I've I've taken a screenshot of it because I was like, I, I can't, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't understand how because it like it goes off what you search for and what you like and stuff and so mm. somebody has been on our profile liking every picture of Haley Williams under the sun for for the amount that was coming up on this search feed. I have no idea what it's about. You know what, man? I um, have you been looking up Paramore? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Um, I, I searched a thing on my own one ages ago because somebody asked me about um, something to do with like, oh, I've been looking for, one of Jess's mates said, oh, I've been looking for a pair of those Adidas boots that Freddie Mercury used to wear. And I searched like kind of, you know, Queen uh, to have a look at these boots. Oh my god, man! I get Queen stuff all the time. I'm not a Absolutely, I'm not a yeah. fan of Queen, you know. Like, and it just comes up constantly, and I don't know. Yeah, about a, a, a few weeks a, back, a, a big fan of Paramore either. So <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's like I know for a fact that it comes from that sort of one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll put the screenshot in so you can see. Um. Aye. <laughs> It must be. Does he have access to <laughs> to the Instagram? Uh, I think so. Yeah. It must be then. Why is Connor searching for Paramore on the band account? <laughs> because like I could understand if it was sort of like a like a guilty pleasure, but Connor doesn't have guilty pleasures. He just likes anything that he likes, you know. <laughs> That's so bizarre. He but has surprised me a fair few times with his um, music taste. Yeah, I was quite shocked when he said that he'd seen Slipknot live. Um, which I mean, to be he fair, liked, I saw that. He liked Diamond Head. Yeah, we've but we've played with them, so no. But uh, that's why I stayed to watch because I kind of like. So I'll get, I'll stay and give them a go, and then I was like horrified. <laughs> uh, Man, if you're horrified by Diamond Head, I could I could show you some. Passes. I don't think they were. Um, I don't think they were at their peak that night. Let's say that. I, I was stood backstage when they came off before they went on for the encore, and I can't remember 
it must be one of the like the original guys came off and the one of the newer guys. I'm not a I don't really know who to, I'm not a huge fan. I was stood backstage talking to John and um they came off and then as as like obviously like there was like the shout for more. Uh, I think the singer the drummer suggested something to the guitar player he went oh, I'm not doing that it's like it's like 10 minutes long god like I'm not, I'm not playing that one <laughs> it's like that's hilarious <laughs> nice um, right I'm I think it's uh, I'm now though and start searching for really weird stuff yeah it's, well, it's good to know that actually yeah mm. the, the other day I'd um, accidentally clicked on some kind of like um daily routine of a billionaire post and uh-huh. so now i get all sorts of like this is what you need to do to make money this is why you know you're a peasant and billionaires exist and i'm just so yeah. sick of it i i honestly when you said i accidentally like i accidentally clicked on this suicide girls post and oh <laughs> no it's all over. <laughs> i don't do anything like that oh Right, it's time for some album club. (laughs) So, album club is like a book club, but for albums. Um, This week, um, it was it was my pick of the albums, and I chose uh, Theo Katzman's "Modern Johnny Sings" songs in the age of vibe. Um, Impressed, you managed to remember that title. It is. It's a long one, isn't it? Um, yeah, so I'll be curious to see what you guys think of it because it, it's probably like the sort of strangest one that we've listened to as far as you know what goes. the nice thing for me was I had no preconceived apart from that thing that you sent me that live thing you sent me yeah I had no preconceived idea of what it was going to sound like yeah. and that, that's the great thing is is he sounds absolutely nothing like what Wolfpack sound like so yeah. um, you're getting like a, a brand new experience. Um, Honestly, God, I'm so kind of pleasantly surprised. Not that I thought Joe was going to send us a dud here. I just, because <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, I was like, yes, what a great album. So nicely produced, brilliantly written. Um, Production is great. And, and some of the parts are beautiful. Honestly, within the first two or three songs, I was like, this guy has literally raided the entire music. Like, there was everyone from like the Beatles to like, the sweet, you know what I mean? I was like, like everything in between. There was like kind of not references, but I could kind of go, I bet you that's influenced by that, or I bet you that's influenced by that. And I think you said last week, man, I think you'll dig the lyrics. By crikey, did I dig the lyrics, man? <laughs> in there, man, absolute peaches of lyrics that I was just like, ah, bastard, he's got there before. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, like uh, songs like I Don't Want to Be a Billionaire and uh, You Can Be President. Could be rich man's fool if it was worded differently, you know. Yeah. Big time, man. Yeah, like you know what, man. I think um, don't want to be a billionaire, man. I, I was, um, I've already kind of put that into a playlist. I've got, man. I've listened to it for a few times, on it's a good song. Um, it's just very and in the age of vibe, spot on. You know, like like it's such a vibey album. There was a couple of tracks that I kind of felt like a little bit samey at times, but as an album, it just. Oof, flowed really nicely. I was really into it, man. Nicely picked. Good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll get to the questions. Is that is everyone's first time listening in full? I know, obviously, for you two, it is. Um, for me, it wasn't. No, I've, I've listened to the album. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite albums at it. the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can yeah. see, man. It's um, honestly, man. It's got like there's kind of ways of like 
Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, and then there's like bits yeah. of like Stevens, and then there's almost like bits of Bob Dylan, and then there's it's just like it's one of those timeless records. If you'd have said to me this was recorded in '68, I'd have gone fair enough. If you'd have said yeah. this is recorded last week, you know, which I think is is testament to an album in it that it's that kind of timeless. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we'll get to like the proper general likes and and dislikes. Um, for me, I think. Lee Pardini, who uh, plays keys on this album, is an absolute standout musician on this album. He's absolutely incredible. Every single note that he adds is just so perfectly placed. Um, There's 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 nothing else like it, really. You know, Um, I've I've never heard an album where like I focus on the keys as much as I did with this album. Um, I'm particularly fond of the track lengths because none of them mess about. They're all sort of for well, three, four minutes long. I think the longest one's like five minutes, nine, I think. Yeah. Um, which is just nice. I mean, not that, you know, noodling on an album's bad, but um, he saves all of that kind of stuff for playing live. And there's some of them that, you know, he does do extended kind of jam sections in, um, but just keeps it nice and to the point for the album, which is mm-hmm. nice. I think there's something to be said for kind of keeping keeping stuff for live versions, you know? Yeah. Um, like when... When, like when we did Coming Home, we did it kind of just how, how we'd been doing it, and then since it's since then it's changed into a different tune, and it you know it's like that that jam section in the middle's a lot less kind of on by the book. Yeah. Yeah. This album as well, like, I think um, you know I can't remember who said it, but someone said like you know like I think it was Mick Jagger is like when you go into a studio to make an album, you basically as a songwriter creating how you heard that song in your head. You have the chance to get all the instruments that you hear. If you have, if you hear horn parts when you write a part, you can add it on. You know what I mean? Like that's your thing. And when you go and take that song live, it's about creating an experience and a party for the you and the crowd. And you kind of have to use the song differently to be able to get like the right reactions and the right atmosphere from the crowd. Um, that album to me sounded like he literally it was every part was perfect. You know what I mean? You could, it sounded like perfect for the song and the, the songwriting process. So, yeah, I think as well, like for, for me, it's um, a lot of like the details in the album. There's, there's so many intricate moments. It's the same with Midland. I feel like um, yeah. just that level of like everything flows so nicely and, you know, everything has its place. Every note is placed really nicely. Um, I think you're almost those that are between any lyric line, like the vocal lines, they're, um, you, you'd miss them if they weren't there. Do you know what I mean? They're not there just because somebody just, you know, will put a guitar lick there or whatever. It's like, it's really well thought out and placed, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, even down to, I mean, um, on, I think it's What Did You Mean When You Said Love? There's like this mm-hmm. breath that he does at the start of it before he kicks in with the, with the guitar. It's like even just, just little things like that where it's like, that could have been taken out and you don't hear him breathing really much throughout the rest of the song, but it's like he left that in and you know it was purposeful and it sounds nice in that context, you know? Like the the countings and stuff, I'm not sure how live. I get the vibe that a lot of it was live in the room, and people were firing off each other and such. Um, but there's just little moments of kind of like the producer talking and uh, stuff like that. Like I just I love that kind of thing, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it's nice as well because like it's it's not all like that. I feel like you can get to a point where you have an album like that and every song has it, and it's like, oh right, yeah, we get it. Whereas it's like there's a couple of tracks that have it on, and it's just like a nice little. You feel like it's more of like a genuine moment than when it's like not in every song. Um, so yeah, f- favorite track. What's everyone's favorite track or tracks? Because I mean, I-, I can't pick one. <laughs> Don't want to be a billionaire would be mine. Kind of standouts. Uh, something about rain. 
Hardly ever hardly rains. Ever, hardly yeah. ever rains. I like that. The only thing I, um, the only kind of odd thing I didn't like about that was I, I felt like it was constantly going to get to a middle eight where it kind of opened out a little bit, like yeah. a right. Like I kind of felt like that it yeah. was going in that direction. It never did. But at the mm. same time, I like that it never did because that's my idea, you know. Like it's not his idea. So, um, like this was it Eric Clapton that said that you should have a kind of healthy disregard for what the audience wants. You know, like, yeah, you, yeah. You should do you, and if they like it, good. Mm. You know. Um, I, I thought yeah, but there was there was a few on there, man. Like I, um, I can't remember the names, man. But there was like yeah, the president don't want to be president. Um, you could be president. That that was very good. The, the first three were very strong. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and ran really nicely. Um, it's like that art we're talking about about you know putting our album together and all that kind of thing. It was very well balanced. The only thing I the, the the last two tracks, the second to last track, I didn't dig at all. I can't remember. Fog in the mirror. It's it's my least favorite from the album as well. Yeah. It's my. You know what, man? I, um, not because it's a bad song, but it just. It, if he wanted to make me feel sad, almost within, then spot on. Because I skipped it about a minute in. I kind of just. I'm not in the right mind frame to listen to this. Do you know what I mean? Have a breakdown here. I'm not. I'm not good for this now. You know, <laughs> I listen to this some other time. Um, I've never done that before on Album Club but if that was his intention then it worked perfectly and I'm clearly a shithouse for not following it through <laughs> um, but no it was um, I, I'd have moved them further in and kind of come come back to a rise yeah. I know you yeah. to the, the order of the album I probably would a little bit but yeah. on the whole it was really nicely balanced yeah yeah Aaron um, what's your favourite? I don't want to be a billionaire. And I'm the same as Johnny. I think the first three, I don't know if it's because like, it was like a first thing jump, like, you know, first thing of hearing it and that, uh, and they were the first three songs I heard or what, but they sort of stood out as really strong, you know, running order. Um, yeah, it's hard. I, I'm still learning all the track types because obviously I haven't, you know, only heard it this week and that, but yeah, um, I don't want to be a billionaire. Definitely stood out. Yeah. Um, I think for me, Specifically, Darling, Don't Be Late, just because that's the that's one that I ended up learning on piano a few weeks back. That's a beautiful song, yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, Is that I the really one like, where uh, he's kind of saying that you left me at the door and all that kind of thing? It's, yeah, it's that I, kind of feel, yeah. You made a beautiful kind of lament. Yeah, man, very nice. Um, I really like Best, um, which is, it sounds like a George Michael song that never was released. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But I really like the lyrics of that, uh, the, the sentiment of, you know, somebody writing a letter is to break up and, you know, of all the things you could end up with, you put best. Like, I think that's genius. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, and then uh, I, I do like the, the Death of Us. Um, I think that's such a bouncy, cool tune, which is the second track of the album. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, so least favourite track. Um, yeah, Man and Johnny's is probably Fog, fog in the Mirror. Um mm. Is it's best just, the one that's um, I could have said fuck you and I have just like yes yeah. yeah that's very good man like the, I just think the lyrics go from really kind of almost like heartbreaking to just like kind of tongue in cheek and laughing at yourself and absolutely yeah yeah so well um, a couple of those rhyming couplets as well that I've had kind of floating around in the back of my head and thought I'll try and use that I like the way those sit together and he used like four or five and I was like oh bollocks <laughs> I can't use that anymore no. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, fog, fog in the mirror. I feel like it's just 
it's definitely like the most musically sparse of the album. Um, there's really not much going on. I mean, it's one of those things where it has its place in the album, and it's not unlistenable. It's it's still a a good song. It's just I would never stick it on by itself. Like I would only want to listen to it within the context of the full album. I think for for a record that um, although goes through some you know some heavier kind of subjects, but it does so with an almost kind of tongue in cheek vibe. That one just felt kind of out of place and a little bit kind of like, oh Christ, you've made me feel great for the for the other forty five minutes of this. Like why now? Why do I feel now like shooting myself? You know, like, no. it's, it's funny how music can do that, and it completely changed the mood. Yeah, I mean, I think for me as well, um, he's got another song uh, on his previous album called Good To Be Alone. And it's, I don't know how similar it is in, in terms of lyric vibes, but like, it's a, a heartbreak song. Um, it's about like, um, it's good to be alone, no one to call you on the phone, after a month out on the road, no one to tell you welcome home, all that kind of um, yeah. stuff. And it that is like, that is genuinely heartbreaking to listen to because everyone knows what that's like especially as a, as a musician um and so that that's really nicely instrumented uh, that's got really nice instrumentation i should say um it's got like a uh, lap steel guitar on it and stuff and um it's just really nice whereas fog in the mirror just right there's nothing about it that you'd go i really like that bit or that you know that um lick or whatever because there isn't any you know yeah. um yeah so would you change the singles? Now, the only single really... I mean, it, it's not like a, a traditional album. It was, you know, just uh, released online, really. So the only single was uh, I... Uh, you Could Be President, sorry. Um, which makes sense. I mean, it's, it's the first song from the album. But the thing is, with, with the with the track lengths, really, any any one of them could be a single. It's not like... Quite know, could, probably yeah. topical as well. At the time it was released, it's 2020 on it. Yeah, it will be. I mean, yeah, um, it, luckily before Biden came in, so he's not he's not on about Biden. Um, huh. Although I'm saying that he's he's just just as bad at the moment, but yeah, um, <laughs> aye, yeah, uh, yeah. He, I was watching a, a live show um, that he did the other day, um, and he was talking about this album in, in particular, and he was saying like he doesn't want to write music that is intentionally kind of divisive you know he wants music to bring people together but he was like i also feel the need to write about what's happening in front of my eyes and he can't ignore stuff like that so that's why songs i, I like think there's um there's a there's a bit of an art to to not being divisive but at the same time kind of being inclusive but for the right people if you know what I mean like you, you, you don't want to go everybody's welcome racist homophobes come in because that's never what you want is it you know like and I, I wouldn't want those kind of people to, to, to kind of go I identify with him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah there is an art to that I think yeah absolutely um, do you like the album art I think it's I yeah. it's a very cool um, photo and plus it was designed by the same guy who did the Teskey Brothers um, Run Home Slow Artwork, right? Um, which is cool. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's nice and simple. Yeah, but you know, it's it just makes sense, doesn't it? It's not like I think sometimes simple's hard to do well. 
Because mm-hmm. you, you can, with the, the just a little bit of shade or the, the wrong color or something like that, it can be like sometimes sparse is great, but if you don't do it right, it just looks dead, you know? Yeah. There's a free well. album that the band Sorry. hated. It was so sparse, and like the, the record label had convinced them to use it. And Paul Rogers said he went to the record store and stood like 20 minutes trying to find it. He was like right in front of me, and I was like, oh, God. What album was that? Do you know? Highway? Okay. I think. Um, so, lastly, it's uh, would you buy the album, stream the album, or forget it ever existed? Oh, I'm always going to say bye. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is um, I, I know it. I'm pretty sure it does exist in vinyl, but it was one of those like sort of Kickstarter projects where if you sure, if you man. if you saw if you bought it at the time when it was before it was recorded or something like that, um, you could get one. But I'd, I'd, they would probably be super rare right now, which is such yeah. a shame. Um, I really, I'm like, I'm desperate to go and see any kind of Wolfpack projects when it comes back they to the UK. Over here. Um, uh, Theo's played that I don't know how to pronounce it Omiera or whatever Omira, it was yeah. the Omiera yeah. um, and uh, Wolfpack have played a sold out Brixton Academy which is crazy wow. um, they're just one of these bands that's like you can never properly grasp how big they are <laughs> like I mean yeah. for a band to sell out Madison Square Gardens and still yeah. be you know completely unknown really in the sort of uh, traditional industry world you know um, it says a lot, but um, yeah, I think that's the only place. That I, I think he's played Dublin as well, uh, Theo Katzman. But um, mm-hmm. fingers crossed for a proper full UK tour, mm-hmm. and we can go and support him. And <laughs> oh, sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. So that's uh, that's Album Club. Uh, next week it is Aaron's turn to pick. I think. Yeah. Sweet. I think you're uh, winning album. You 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 uh, you haven't picked any duds. What did I, what was the I picked Brothers Osborne first. Yeah. Um, Midland was a great Yeah, Midland's a great album. Um In Midland. Strikes by Blackfoot, that was that was one of mine. Yeah. Um I think that's that's it, and then then this one, isn't it? I think. Is it? Oh, and uh Deep Purple Fireball. Thank you. I think, think that's it for everything. Um, I'm pleased that I've managed to um, to, to show yeah. you. I feel like that, that's the kind of the best way to, to get into uh, anything is, you know, to be kind of showing it from a completely fresh <coughs> pair of ears. Um, You know, I wish I could have that again with this album because it's it's that good. I mean, to be fair, saying that it, it took me like quite a while to get into like every track on the album. Um, yeah, which I did like have with Biffy for quite some time, where like I, I absolutely adored the songs that I liked, but then the rest of it, I was just like, ah, oh, it's not really my kind of thing. And then slowly, track by track, you kind of listen, and then you get obsessed with each one individually. Um, that's exactly yeah. what I had with with this album. Um, I did the same with the Blackberry Smoke one. I did the same with Black for Smoke. I got, um, and I, re- I kind of quite vividly remember like the way in. Like I had one horse town, and I was like, "Christ, that's really well written." And then, um, well, my foul from grace. Ain't much left for me. 
Amos left and Mary, and then I kind of went like, then I went like, sanctified woman testify, and then it kind of all, yeah, beautifully came out, you know, and holding all the roses and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nice in it, man, to kind of find that. Like, but I, I've done the same with Rival Sons as well, man. I, I, um, yeah. I think somebody showed. I think you, Aaron, you showed me the. Um, oh my, oh my baby. Do your worst. And then I kind of went, yeah, that's that's really cool. And then um, then I went and found Shooting Stars, and I was just a sucker for that that big gospel thing. And like opened my eyes and. Yeah. Well, my only one. That's my favorite yeah. rival song. There's still um, a rival sons album that I don't think I've ever. Well, I, I don't think I got past the first track in it because I just was like, it's just strange. It was the one that came out after Feral Roots. Feral Roots, maybe no, because um, Feral Roots is the newest album. Um, Great Valkyrie. Yeah, it has like a similar cover to Feral Roots, if you know what I mean. I'm, I'm loading up Spotify now. Um, I think it was, it was it was Hollow Bones, but I think it was Hollow Bones Part Two. Yeah. Um, I think it was the second half of whatever that was. Um, I just, yeah, never I'm with you on that. It. But I like maybe two or three tracks out of that, and the rest is all a bit yeah. But like, oh. pretty much every other Rivalsons album, I'm like, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. And you, yeah. you know, there's only a couple where I'm not mad keen on them, but yeah. I watched one of their live sessions the other day, actually, uh, in like a garage, and it was uh, stomping. So good, so good. It was like um, probably how they wanted the album to sound until the producer compressed it all. You know, <laughs> like it's just so raunchy, man. And like Jay was really having at it. You know, like kind of. I haven't got to sing for a couple of weeks. I'm shredding my voice and I'm leaving it here. You know, it was, well, that's uh, the thing is that he, he somehow managed to do that every night. Like, <laughs> got one yeah. of those just golden voices. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to meet him. Man. I think he's a cool guy. I think he's, he's, he's also one of those guys that just doesn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like he'll just rock up in a pair of like kind of suit pants and sandals and still be the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a few moments when we saw them at Brixton. Um, a couple of years back, where like he's he, 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 like our physical was like wincing because it's like oh that's just yeah. so incredible like how how you get that sound out of your mouth like and like he didn't talk to the like, crowd well, tonight like I don't think he said one word probably not no <laughs> but he uh it was uh you know it was really like you couldn't take your eyes off the off the uh, band really it was really good like really good. Absolutely, yeah. That's probably the best I've seen them. I've seen them a few times. The first time, I think I've probably mentioned this before, uh, the first time I saw them was they were supporting Judas Priest, and that's just not the right sort of no. fit. Um, so for a while, I didn't really think I liked them because I'd seen them in this, like, you know... Um, Odd light. Yeah. Um, you then, do wonder, don't you, sometimes, like, who, who kind of saw that and went... Like every now and again, Barry will be like, like, we'll suggest something, and like Barry will be like, I don't think you fit with those guys. It's like, Rivalson's open for Judas Priest, to be honest. Aye. I mean, they've got to play arenas for it, so that's, you know, yeah. surely what matters. Give me the Beyonce tour. Aye. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. Whoever's playing in front of people, that's, that's where we want to be, isn't it, you know? Big time, yeah. Anyway, I think I it's about really time. 
Sorry, Sorry. carry on. Because I don't, I don't particularly want to do like rock stuff. You know what I mean? I want to do stuff that isn't that. You know? Yeah. You know? I, I think it'd be cool to just kind of do like Sound City and stuff like that. Just not like not be like you are a rock band. You'll play in front of rock and roll audiences. Like ah, oh, fuck that. Let's just let's just play. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's go. Let's just play it's in front of like, people like this. Adapt the sound almost to kind of accommodate who we're playing with to a degree. You know, like yeah, yeah. I wouldn't adapt um, that much. I'd kind of just see, like, kind of take it or leave it. You know, do you like it? You do. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Come with us on a journey then. Right, it's uh, it's time for lemons and peaches. So, lemons and peaches um, is one thing about our week that we didn't like, three things that we did like. Um, we'll do our round of lemons first. So, I don't know who wants to go first. Ah, oh, I'll go. Um, we got sent a stupid bill for war. <laughs> a flat from 18 months ago that I'd paid over at the time and had to be put in credit for. And I'll tell you what, trying to get hold of the people that are, you supposedly owe money to is a bit naff, you know, like, and I got like, and I got a final reminder for a customs thing that I'd never got sent really in the first place. You know, like all at once, like something kind of comes all at once, like just people sending me letters saying that I owe them money. I'm like, no, don't fuck. You know, like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, so that that's my kind of my weekly lemon is. Uh, They've yeah. all found out you got a payout. <laughs> yeah, bit of a pain. Aaron, um, this I never realised how fucking stupid this buying and selling house malarkey was. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you, even though tomorrow is our moving day, right? You have to fucking sit on your hands with fucking loaded trucks and you can't move until you get the phone call to say, oh, the money's gone through on all ends, right? So every one in the chain. And then you have to you have to leave with everything, leaving nothing behind and move into the new place while they're moving out all at the same time and they move in. And I was like, surely there's a better system than that. It's absolutely mental. Mm. Um, especially as you think like the people coming to us, like coming from like Hemel Hempstead, um, Bloody hell. It's like a two hour drive for them. So as soon as they get the call, they then got to drive two hours straight away. It's just like, it's mental, isn't it? Like, um, so yeah, that, that shocked me. That was, that's just ridiculous. And we might get not get the call till four o'clock tomorrow afternoon and just sitting here waiting to go. Do you know what I mean? It's like. I uh, think the most, most of the kind of, you know, real estate businesses, it's just mental. Like, Rentings, rentings in, in a kind of similar format. Like you've got to basically sign your life away, and yeah. I, you know I won't breathe in the wrong direction. Or you know, like surely when you rent, like if you inhabit somewhere and that you that the idea is that you give them money, like to do so, surely you should just be able to do what you want when you're there. Like you know, you like, a bit of a, it took you a while sorting your uh, when you moved to this new place out, didn't it? Yeah, I remember yeah. it was a few months after the viewing and of sorting shit out. It's crazy. Um, nightmare man absolute nightmare um like the we came and i was like this is perfect like i'll the great big because i'm a big uh, natural light kind yeah. of a guy 
And I, you, well, you've seen, you both see the big windows in the living room and all that. And I was just like, yeah, it's got a balcony. It's nice and airy, blah, blah, blah. It's perfect for what we want. I was like, yes, sold. Um, we, we'll have it, like. And they're like, you haven't got any pets, have you? And I was like, yeah, we've got a cat. And they're like, oof, oof. It's like, I don't want a fucking lion. You know, it's not like I've got a, uh, Yeah, yeah, I've got a head of wildebeest. You know, like, <laughs> fucking aggro they gave me for having a cat. I mean, well, two cats. But it was like, like what do you think he's going to do? You know, like, it's, yeah. he's not a cocaine addict. He's just a cat. They need to worry about you more than fucking the cat. Yeah, big time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind a cat, man. <laughs> that's the that rental case. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, me. Um, I think my my lemon uh, is me and Anna had found a website yeah. that we were like they're doing pre-orders for graphics cards, so we were like, fantastic, this might be the solution to our problem, and then we can get moving with it. Um, and we just happened. Anna was just like, "Should we check the reviews for the website?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Um, and it turns out they're they're a scam website. <laughs> so, um, yeah. on the one hand, we obviously it's a it's a pitch that we didn't buy from them, um, but I think apparently they make you pay in Bitcoin because um, it was like it was a proper. Um, it's got the site's called British Miners. So there you go. If you want to avoid a site, there you go. Um, I think you yeah, can buy Bitcoin. <laughs> you are. That's miners spelled. Hi. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so that that wasn't fun to kind of have my hopes up and then you know realize that mm. there's just no way that that's a site that we're putting any money into. Um. So we're still back at square one, which is fun. Um. So yeah, that's uh, it's the same as last week, really. I just don't have a graphics card. I would like one. Um. So if anyone watching this, <laughs> yeah, if you happen to have a really good graphics card that. Somehow, Brandon. you know, hi. Um, somehow, you know, it works with our system. Let me know, even though I can't remember what our system is and what, you know, configures with what. There's so many different types that it's just not worth getting into. So, Johnny, peaches. Oh, peaches. Um, hmm. I don't know, really. Uh, I've had quite a lot of fun this week watching. Uh, Jess exercise on a n- Nintendo. Great, London, squats and all that. It's been lots of fun. Um, so that would be a peach. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, look. It looks good, kill. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of you know, the pages now. It's been, I don't know, it's been like, you know, I said last year's been kind of like a shallow wave week. It's been a bit like that, you know. It's been uh, been a bit up and down. Um, started applying for a couple of jobs. Um, yeah, it's kind of been a bit, I don't know, a bit, bit of a vanilla week, but not not in a bad way. Good vanilla, you know, like the... the Tubs of ice cream used to get from the Aldi. None, none of that cheap ice cream shit. Good, good stuff. Hey, it's got like got like little cheap. black bits in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see there's a little bit of vanilla pod in there, and it's and it's yeah. good and creamy. Um, so yeah, been. Uh, I don't know. It's been it's been it's been all right. Fair play, Aaron. What what are your peaches? Mine's been equally as uh, peachless. Um, 
was, uh, that was me when Johnny was talking, just looking through my pictures and notes to see if anything's happened in the last week. Um, uh, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I haven't been able to buy anything, of course, because, you know, new address and shit. Of course, yeah. So yeah, I still wonder, I still wonder about how many things I bought from China. From you know, takes forever to get here. I, I, like turned turned up at me old flat. And I was like, why have I got valves for an amp? You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm, 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 I'm nothing. Speaking to you, it's a peach. Huh? Speaking to Joe, that's one of my weekly peaches. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's always, it's always a peach doing these. It's like uh, as close as we get to being with each other again now, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is more than we ever used to hang out, you know, but when we could hang out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my peaches, I, I'm fully stocked this week. I've got I've got four peaches. One, oh, one of them's a bit of a, a fob-off one. But um, So th- this week I found out that... Um, the biffy tickets that I bought for the UK tour, it was the Fingers Crossed tour. Um, <laughs> lovely Johnny, thank you for <laughs> providing a dance for my for my peaches. Um, yeah, so it was meant to be in April. Obviously, that's not happening. Um, but at the time it was announced, it definitely seemed like it was more of like a Fingers Crossed this happens at this time, because if it doesn't, you know, oh well, we'll, we'll cancel it and... It was a nice thought, um, but they've instead rescheduled it. So I do get to see Biffy live this year. Fingers crossed again. Touch wood. I couldn't believe they, they're playing like um, at the Forum in Kentish Town and stuff, aren't they? It's like crazy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're doing like super small venues for what yeah. they're used to, um, which is why I'm so pleased that I managed to get a ticket because it'll be probably the only time I'll get to see them in such a, a small venue, um, which is always fun to do with a band, especially when they're an arena band um so that's peach one um peach two is um <laughs> it's a funny story so um towards the end of last week i think it was possibly the start of this week um anna came into the room was like right i'm taking the camera to work which is our our camera um and i was like cool that's fine you know it's all all there and i pointed to where the camera gear is and she was like the 50 mil lens isn't in there or like, you know, it wasn't where I thought it was going to be so I was like have you checked like you know x y and z and she was like it's not there so like I begin freaking out so like you know we were both up and at it kind of searching um for the lens so uh, yesterday I think it was um it showed up in the camera bag <laughs> which was the first place that we looked and I don't quite know how it made it in there. I feel like we, we must have taken it out to look for it, you know? Um, You're going to have a poltergeist fan, at least have a helpful one, you know? Exactly, yeah. it's, it's found our lens for us, so I don't have, well, we don't have to spend uh, 100 quid on a on a new lens, so that's definitely a peach. Um, it's finding something that you thought you'd lost, especially when it's an expensive bit of gear. Um, and lastly, um, I say lastly, this is the third proper peach. Um, Tim Minchin, who is one of my favourite comedians, and musicians, he's a, he's a great uh, pianist, um, has announced he's coming to Stockton, which is fantastic, because um, there's a, a new venue, well, I say a new venue, 
it's a place called the Globe Theatre that used to be open in the 60s, 70s, like the Beatles, the Stones, Cliff Richards uh, played there um, back in the day. <laughs> and um, it's been completely laying in absolute waste. It's you know, It was falling apart for 20, 30 years. Um, until it's it's finally being refurbished, um, they've put millions into it, and now it's opening back up again, and it's actually getting big acts. Like the first act that was announced was Paloma Faith, who is obviously a very current um, popular artist. Um, so it's nice that I might be able to get to see Tim Minchin in my hometown, which I never really thought I'd be able to do. Um, yeah. Final little peach, um, which I I just liked was uh, immediately after the podcast last week um i was tearing something off like a bit of uh, cardboard packaging specifically it was for a pizza and I'd, i got a paper cut like right in the crease of my finger How you, and, you know when you just like well I, I was like this is gonna kill me for the next week because it's like right where you know you, you open and close your finger i was gonna it's like, gonna rip apart and it's just gonna be a whole mess for a week um and it just didn't hurt at all <laughs> so I'm really pleased that I managed to get a paper cut without it hurting so you are now fun. like the pinnacle of modern man paper cuts Absolutely. I don't suffer from the common cold I never stubbed me toe um, you know I tried on a plug and it didn't hurt yeah man I feel like it's it's a bit you know depressing when, when a win for you is uh, getting a paper <laughs> cut and it not hurting but I'll tell you what I can get these days any, any feelings are feeling isn't it True. So yeah, um, I think that, that about wraps us up for this week. Um, again, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe on YouTube. We are at Keylock the Band or slash Keylock the Band on all of those. Um, you, don't forget, you can use our gifts on Instagram. Um, go, if you on search Key- go on the website. Go on the website. Yeah, we are keylocktheband.com um, or keylocktheband.com you shouted only fans <laughs> I, slash shop um, for the merch um, I'm doing all the actions backslash um, I need to do like the ads um, great for an audio podcast apologies if you do listen to the Spotify podcast um, yeah uh, so um, that's it from us we will see you on the other side